This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, January 23rd. Vibe check. It's time for uh, uh, vibe check. Vibes? You know about vibes? Vibe check. Vibe vibe, vibe, vibe check. Vibe check. Put out the vibe, Corey. Put out the vibe. Put out the vibe. Vibe check. Vibe check. It's a vibe check on a Monday morning. What do you want to vibe first? Vikings. Vikings. Okay. Uh, well, why the Vikings? They didn't play. Well, I think we need to vibe check the Vikings because how are we feeling now after seeing the second rounds of playoff games and to see, you know, would, do you think the Vikings would have beat any of these uh, teams that won the Eagles or the 49ers? Do you think that how, how would they have held up? And and now do you see this? What do you think about uh, the Vikings firing at Donatel? Um, nothing changes for me. I mean, what? how bad did their defense need to be for you to realize that they were bad? And then to watch the Giants not be able to do anything against a deal. Like, that was the most predictable outcome, I think, of the entire weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. That the Giants were not that good of a team. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, they here's drew how a- not good they were. They were the third best team in their division. Yeah. <laughs> They got pounded by the best team in the division, and they uh, they were very good against a team the week before who had awful off. We knew they were bad defense. I this this is very simple um, for me. I don't feel any differently about the Vikings defense after watching the Giants get shellacked and not be able to do anything. And with them looking for new defensive coordinators, because the players still aren't that good. Yeah. So my uh, my vibe check is I want to vibe. Y- you want to. I want to vibe. I want to vibe. I want to. But vibe. there's nothing really. There's nothing. There's nothing to vibe with. There's I n- want to vibe. There's no good vibe. There's no vibe I love. The vibes aren't wrong. There's just nothing. There's nothing there. There's nothing. How about you? I think pretty much we're on the same wavelength on this one because uh, we knew the Vikings were what the vict- the prize for winning the first round playoff matchup would have been going to San Francisco to get shellacked. I mean, the, it just wasn't going to happen. Uh, the Dallas Cowboy offense is what it is, but that defense for Dallas was good enough to keep them in the game, and they still couldn't beat the 49ers, and the Vikings have no defense, and Brock Purdy would have ran all over the field on them. So, I, I, yeah, I, like you said, I want a vibe, but there's really not much to... Uh, I want to vibe. There's not much to vibe with, really, because Ed Donatel should have been fired no matter what, and like you said, the play there's still some tough decisions on players that have to be made. I mean, obviously I wanted to see the Vikings extend their season another week, but if it would have been just to have the feeling that we felt against the Giants of like, oh, that was that was an underwhelming end of the season. Uh, I mean, we just would have had it a week later. So instant gratification gets to us all. But uh, yeah. Do you think, though, do you think this is, I mean, we're going farther deep into this than, than, than needs to be. But do you think that if the Vikings would have beat the Giants, the loss this weekend would have been much easier to handle? Because who was going to pick the Vikings against anybody that they had to play? That's also true. You know true. what I mean? Like it The Vikings just been were like, being... Hey, we made it. This is fun. They're going to get shellacked. What a season. Right. Well, they were already expecting the Vikings to lose a lot of the national media was during the Giants game. Right. So, yeah, it... it doesn't. I mean, maybe worst case scenario, if they win that game, maybe they still keep Donatel. So, maybe... Maybe this did work out for the best. CJ, vibe check. Vibe check. Vibes? You know about vibes? 
vibe check. Vibe, 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 vibe check. We Put moved. The vibe. I always forget about that part. We moved to the Timberwolves, <laughs> who beat the Rockets on Saturday, 113-104, and they needed all 44 points from Anthony Edwards. Dag, yo, that dude's good. By the way, Corey, as much as we've ripped on the Timberwolves this season, and a lot of it earned, uh, yes. they're, they're a game back of the fifth seed. Yeah, I know, but a loss and they're a game. They're at the 11 seed. Like yeah. I know that's cool, but they're two losses in a row from being out of the playoffs. Right? It's to say that they're still in the thick of things, I think, more in than fact, anything. they are. And a big reason why, without Carl Anthony Towns and now without Rudy Gobert, has been Anthony Edwards putting the team on his back and... There were Jalen Noel and a couple, I think Nate Knight, a couple of those guys after that Saturday game said, when Ant talks, we're starting to listen. And I think you can see the bravado and you can see everything that Anthony Edwards has. He has the makings of a superstar and he's not there yet, but he's sure taken that next step we've all been waiting for. I would like to say that if there isn't a bigger indicator on planet Earth that that trade for Rudy Gobert wasn't a colossal screw-up and mess-up and an awful decision. It's w- when both of the big guys are out and Anthony Edwards gets to cook and your team is playing better than it has all season long, bar none, no questions asked. Anthony Edwards is the reason to be hopeful for the Timberwolves. It's the vibes I love. It's the vibes that you love. It's the vibe I love. I mean, I, I'm i with you. I'm vibing. Anthony Edwards is cooking. He had a bit of an underwhelming game against Denver, but again, they came back. They won two in a row after that, and they're back to the 500 mark. They're playing the Rockets again tonight. Now, they needed Anthony Edwards to have 44 points to beat the Rockets at home. So we'll see what they do now going to Houston tonight. That one tips off at 7. So I, I'm with you. Anthony Edwards is a bona fide superstar. And, what, I mean, the trade for Gobert is going to go down as a disaster. But, like, the justification in getting more superstars to put with Anthony Edwards, because this guy is going to be a stud for years. And even if the Gobert trade becomes a wash, which it looks like it will, it would sink almost any other team, but Anthony Edwards being around has kept them afloat and might just keep it from being the disaster that it could normally be. So Anthony Edwards is cooking, and you love to see it, and I love to vibe. It's the vibe I love. The Vi- vibe I love. Vibe check. Vibe check. Vibes? You know about vibes? Vibe check. Vibe, vibe, vibe check. Put out the vibe. It's actually the biggest news from the weekend. The Twins traded reigning American League batting champion Luis Arise to the Miami Marlins. In exchange, they get a starting pitcher by the name of Pablo Lopez. Pablo! Also, um, a couple prospects from the Marlins, including their number five prospect, Jose Salas, and outfielder Byron Churio, Churio, Churios, Chorizo. I don't know how to say his last name. Nah, He's just another prospect. Um, They're all just another prospect. Um, uh, all right. I'll, let, me just, let me just take this, and then I'll let you fill in the blanks. Okay. I just, this bums me out, man. Mm-hmm. We have talked about this, twin, this Twins team a bunch in uh, over the last uh, probably 18 months. 
And you know how I feel about hitting. I really, really subscribe to the to the put the ball in play, good things will happen. And few were better in the entire American League than Luisa Rice putting the ball in play. That's what he does. He's literally hit everywhere he's ever been. There is no better time to you sell high, right? They're selling as high as it could possibly get uh, for Luisa Rice. So I, I don't begrudge them that. I just don't like that they don't have anybody who can hit the ball. Like, it's home runs or strikeouts now. Like, looking at what their prospective lineup might be, it's I where's who's hitting for average on this team outside of Correa? It's it's a it's a I I I think Lopez is going to be tough. I don't uh, the vibes are wrong. The vibes are wrong. Well, the vibes are wrong. They're they're all wrong. Uh, and I get it. The vibe is wrong. Because, like you said, he's a batting champ, a silver slugger, an all-star coming off his best season. The ABC lineup was back with Arise, Buxton, Correa. Uh, Everything was kind of trending in that direction. And the Twins floated this out like a month ago that we might have to trade Arise if we want to upgrade on starting pitching. And, you know, you thought maybe with Correa coming back, maybe the Twins would back off that to keep the lineup together. They decided to go the other direction and say, we have Correa, now we need to go get pitching. And and I think in the Twins' minds, getting Correa kind of makes Arise feel obsolete, in a, not obsolete, but just makes Arise just kind of expendable because of, of, of Correa being back and now... Uh, you'll have Polanco at second, Miranda at third, Alex Kirilov likely now sliding into first base. All right, hold off on putting people's spots. We'll run through that. Okay, so my my whole point is I agree with you. This trade bums me out. It bums me out to no end because not only was Arise a nice average hitter, not only was Arise uh, just a nice little hitter to watch. I mean, he made the Twins fun to watch. Uh, In a year when the Twins faded down the stretch and looked horrible, one of the only reasons to watch towards the end was to see if Luis Arise would win the batting title. And he has the little fun at-bats at the plate. He does all this kind of stuff that's really fun to watch. Uh, I mean, the head shakes, the squatting every time he sees a ball. I mean, he's just fun to watch. He's a fun clubhouse guy. It's tough. But also, I can see why the trade was done. And I think it's just... One of those things that it's tough with this trade to see Arise go. But the Twins are getting back a nice starting pitcher in Pablo Lopez. Is he going to be an ace? Probably not. He's probably on the same level as a Tyler Malley or a Joe Ryan. Can you imagine, though? You just traded the batting champ for a guy who's like a one and a half to two and a half starter. Yeah. He's not. You just said he's not an ace for the batting champ. Yeah. How does that make sense? I mean, I'm, 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 cool, man. You've got six pitchers on the team who are all two and a halves. Awesome. That's. I mean, the thing about this Twins rotation now is that it's definitely deep, and they definitely, uh, after getting decimated by injuries the year before, to where they had to put Chris Archer and Dylan Bundy out there, it puts them in a much better position. Uh, Pablo Lopez, a guy who pitched 180 innings last year for the Marlins, might have something to do with the manager being Don Mattingly, but uh, I mean. I think with this Lopez trade, I mean, it does sting to trade a rise, but he was the batting champ. But if you look at the second half of his season, he definitely took a dip off in production, had like a 280 batting average down the stretch to make the average go. I think he won the batting title. 280 is an awesome average. 
I know it is Corey, but I, <laughs> I I understand. But from where it was at to 340, it was a significant drop off, likely because he was hurt. And oh, towards, there, yeah, okay, towards thank the end you. of the year. Let's not. It's, it's because we might as well. Every twin was hurt last year. Arise had to have been hurt towards the what end of the year. What is adding a seventh pitcher to the starting rotation who is projects as a number two starter at best? What does that do? You already have a number two starter. You've got five of them on the roster already. I think what it does is it gives you depth and it prevents you from having to pull up some yeah, of those young guys who aren't quite but ready. CJ, if there were five of us playing basketball, like three of your clones and one of of my clone, uh, or, and three of my clones, so we've got people coming off the bench, we'd be deep at our skill level. Doesn't mean we'd be good at basketball. We'd suck. I mean, the thing is, though, is it's not like the Twins, it's not like Lopez is a 3-4 pitcher. He's a 2-3 pitcher, has the potential to be an ace if everything goes right. His changeup is uh, kind of like a step below. It's in, like, his changeup's so good it'll make you think of Johan Santana, in a sense. Like, that's, he's not Johan Santana, but his changeup is good. Thank it's you. really good. I don't. That's fine. And he's, he's, a, two, he's a two or a three pitcher on a team that has five, two or three pitchers, and they traded the batting champ. You understand that? Yeah, the I, batting no, champ. I understand it. I also understand why the Twins did it. It's ridiculous. I don't like it either. I wish Arias was still here. I miss the little guy already. But you can. I mean, the Twins. The they wanted to stockpile on pitching. That's. Cool. That's, they got a lot of them now. Way to go. I'm so happy we have seven starting pitchers who are all uh, max out at a number three starting pitcher on a good team. This is great. It's going to be a really fun season. Their starting rotation is going to go six deep, isn't it? They're going to have six starters this year. They've talked about it, but I think they're going to go five. I think you end up having, it probably will trans out maybe like Mally, Lopez, Ryan, Gray, Maeda. And then you have like Bailey Ober, Louis Varland, all those guys either coming out of the bullpen or going down to St. Paul to start the year. Do you think, and we'll save this for tomorrow, let's run, we'll run through what we think a, a good projected starting lineup, like opening day starting lineup for the Twins will be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll run through that, but. Let's let's spoil it just for a minute here. Okay. You just traded the batting champ for a guy who projects to be a number two starter, right? Is yeah. he is this guy good, even going to be your opening day starter? Could be. I, I, is I, he though? Do you think he's going to be? I think he has as much of a chance as Mally and Ryan. So gross. He has a chance. You traded a batting champ for a guy who's going to maybe compete for the opening day starter. Better than Vance Worley, That's so he can't. A, that is a sin. That's a sin. That's a baseball sin. It's embarrassing. I'm so mad at them. <laughs> they put the feelers out for a month, Corey. They were preparing you. Get us ace, then. The thing is, is you're going to have to give up more than a rise to get an ace. Fine. You'd have to give up Do a Do it. You have 12 starting pitchers on your roster. It's ridiculous. It would, it, none of those starting pitchers they would take, though. You'd have to trade... You'd have to trade Brooks Lee or Royce Lewis or one of those top guys to get an ace. You just traded Wade Boggs for Brad Radke. Cool. <laughs> I got to go. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, January 23rd.